We're for Sydney in New South Wales. These are today's headlines from the Daily Telegraph. Two part-time players, a rugby league journeyman and a grandson of an immortal have been tasked with keeping Manly's top eight hopes alive. Manly's season plunged into further chaos on Tuesday with confirmation that seven players would miss Thursday's important clash against the Roosters. They've all stood down following the club's decision to wear a pride jersey. A host of other would-be debutants rejected the chance to play their first NRL match after opting against being called into the side for similar reasons to that of their teammates. Instead, coach Des Hasler has been forced to call upon untried wingers Pio Secchi 28 and Alfred Smalley to halt the towering Roosters duo of Daniel Tupo and Joseph Swali. James Seguero's rugby league exile is over with the veteran hooker named to play off the interchange bench for his fifth NRL club. He will play his first game since being suspended in 2019 after he spent 20 months sidelines after testing positive to a banned substance. And if you'd like to read more on that story today, you can take out a subscription at dailytelegraph.com.au or download the app at the App Store. Well, about two weeks ago, one of Manly's Pride jerseys arrived on the doorstep of Aussie A-lister Hugh Jackman. The Seagulls superfan had agreed to help promote Thursday night's game against the Sydney Roosters to help out his great mate, Sydney radio star Gus Warland, whose long campaign to have his mental health organisation Gotcha for Life involved in a Manly Roosters game was about to come to fruition. At the same time as Jackman was slipping into his Rainbow Sea Eagles jersey, Chris Hemsworth was likely trying on one as well. Manly had also sent the Thor Star a jersey in preparation for him to come to Thursday night's game at Four Pines Park as a guest of former Seagull star Ian Roberts. The pair have been working together on the set of the new Mad Max movie. Jackman, who's noticeably pointing at the Gotcha for Life logo on the front page picture obtained by the Daily Telegraph, and Hemsworth generously offered their support to Warland and Roberts in the lead up to a game that was meant to be a night of celebration for two of their close friends. And we'll be back after this. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Well, not a single molecule of extra gas has flowed into New South Wales as it struggles with the gas crisis, despite a much-touted $2 billion deal signed by former Premier Gladys Berejiklian and the federal government two years ago. In fact, New South Wales was supposed to get an extra 70 petajoules into the market by 2022 or trigger a special review. As energy prices rise, none of the projects mentioned in the Memorandum of Understanding signed by Ms Berejiklian and then Prime Minister Scott Morrison in early 2020 have come on board. That's despite a promise by the New South Wales government to fast-track and streamline assessments for three programs. The Port Kembla and Newcastle Import Terminals and the Narrabri Gas Project And as the clock is ticking on the state's ageing coal-fired power plants, gas is becoming crucial to providing reliable around-the-clock power to back up intermittent wind and solar with new plants such as the Hunter Power Plant now being built. But critics say New South Wales has squandered the deal, which would have beefed up our supply by more than 50% a year and averted the current power bill crisis.
And former Deputy Premier John Barillaro's appointment to a lucrative New South Wales government job in New York was one of the only two Trade Commissioner appointments that did not come before Cabinet Ministers before being announced. The Cabinet leak came as the Liberal MPs said Trade Minister Stuart Ayres had questions to answer over why he told Parliament that a recruitment process for the US trade role did not identify a suitable candidate. That's despite earlier signing a ministerial brief noting that someone had already been verbally offered the job. Out of the six trade commissioners that have been appointed by the government, four were either noted or approved by Cabinet. The Daily Telegraph can reveal that appointments to positions based in Singapore and India were raised in a subcommittee of Cabinet in November last year, where they were noted before they were announced. That is in addition to the first two trade commissioner roles, which Premier Dominic Perrottet has said went to Cabinet in error. The revelation threatens to put further pressure on Mr. Mr. Perrottet and Mr. Ayres to explain Mr. Barilaro's appointment to the $500,000 a year role. And that's the latest headlines from the Daily Telegraph. For updates and breaking news throughout the day, take out a subscription at dailytelegraph.com.au. We'll have another update for you tomorrow. The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.